This is a pop-up presentation of Kaplowitz Media, www.kaplowitz.xyz, Twitter, at Kaplowitz Media, email kaplowitzmedia at mail.com. If you've been paying attention as of late, I've uh, and, and why aren't you? If not, I, I've recently added a co-host to the Kaplowitz Radio program. Kaplowitz Radio, the flagship and titular podcast of Kaplowitz Radio. Getting a little in the weeds already. Every once in a while, I'm going to have a co-host. Not every week. Maybe once, maybe twice a month. And that co-host is not unfamiliar to Kaplowitz Radio listeners. It's Mike Weinstein. Mike, are you there? Did this, does this thing hold? I'm here. Oh, hallelujah, it held. We're, I mean, uh, those listening at home, it's been a long morning of uh, exploring platforms and uh, such. And Mike has been there along for the ride, helped me out behind the scenes. And I figured it would be a good time to bring him in on a pop-up podcast. So, Mike, you're going to be co-hosting, and I thank you. And I understand much of this is at the whim of uh, your wife. So, She, she who controls the weekend calendar. <laughs> so, like I said, it's not going to be every Kaplowitz radio show not going to be every week when it isn't Mike and I shooting the shit it'll revert back to me just giving a lowdown of pretty much what happened at Kaplowitz media what everybody has come to expect from that weekly show so there you go it shouldn't be too hard of a grasp nothing else changes uh, still posting late Sunday, sometime Monday. Everything is the same. But what would what, what the impetus behind this, and I believe I mentioned it in a video, is I felt the need on uh, episode, I believe, 160, the newest one, to delve further and in a uh, conversational way into a topic. And I just couldn't because I looked to my left, I looked to my right, I looked up, I looked down, I was all alone. And uh, I One cried. Conversation. And no, and, and when I finished weeping, I took a nice long hot shower and I called Mike and I said, Mike, you got to help me. And, uh, and he did, lo and behold. Uh, but w the topic was, and let's talk about that real quick, if you have a little bit of time, Mike, because... Sure. That topic is pretty darn important because it's news, but at the same token, I'm also talking about it. And I don't really talk about news all that much. But um, what I'm... I, I expect this is a topic you like because there are so many conspiracy theories that are going along with it. Oh, there are. And uh, I don't know if we want to go down that rabbit hole or not, because, uh, yeah. But uh, basically what happened is IPCPR, uh, now PCA, 
is uh, has been having issues with attendance with uh, with basically making it worth vendors yeah making it worth the vendors time and um, to compensate for this they also have decided to raise their uh, their their pay-to-play admissions so in a business sense you could clearly see why even though it is the biggest show in the trade some big players have pulled out that being general cigar altadis drew estate davidoff uh so they're not going to the 2020 pca show and that's where i didn't know where to go because do i just revert back to reading what i wrote about it do i write something about it do i perform a one-man show or mike what do you think? What do you think about the whole PCA pullout thing? Well, I, I think it, uh, again, there's, there's a lot of theories as to what's going on, but I think one of the main things to consider is that I'm pretty sure that between those three, four guys, they were about 15 to 20% of the floor space of the entire show. Right. So right. these are booths that are now going to be gone. <laughs> right. Again, it has to be. It's it's important that the listeners understand that this show is really a show for a retailer's organization, for the retailers to go and see what's new from the manufacturers. So the manufacturers are paying a lot of money per square foot to put up their gigantic booths, particularly these four, to put up their gigantic booths in order to to, to preview their new cigars to these retailers. If the retailers are not coming in droves, they've spent a lot of money for nothing. A lot of money. A lot of money. And then you mentioned, you mentioned it's for retailers. It's a trade show. And right. a lot of this stuff started going downhill um, when that cigar con fiasco ultimately was announced. That 2020 was going to usher in the cigar con, which was not a retailer thing. It's not really even a trade show. It was just like a, a, a division, like one day of a big smoke surrounded with a trade show. And, right, at uh, which the retailers have to be there also, and the manufacturers have to be there also, either for one extra day or one less day of actual selling. Right, because so, so again plain as day, one day taken away from any potentiality of making money as a vendor. But right. you got to be there, and I'm pretty sure you were expected to pay for the whole thing. I didn't hear of a price cut. I heard of a price raise for 2019. Right. And it just, it does, it becomes not feasible. Counting into, you know, in, in one of my main gripes with IPCPR, now PCA, is they have not adjusted with the times. Their main selling point is just what you said. This is where you get the deals. This is where you do the launches. This is where news is made. And that might have been the case 20 years ago. But right. nowadays, you could send a press release out, and there are a bunch of cigar industry blogs and sites that will get it disseminated in a heartbeat. You could do behind-the-scenes navigating through something called email I understand is a thing. Right. And not, o not only that, but I have understood that more recently, 
a lot of manufacturers are offering the retailers the same deals, even if they don't show up. Exactly. And I've heard that too. So why show up from a vendor perspective and why show up from a retailer perspective, if that's the case? It's not protected. Right. You could get these things anywhere. It's not like there's a gag order unless you're in Vegas or wherever the show happens to be, which is nine, nine years out of 10 Vegas. It just, it, they never, in July. in July, which is a whole other thing that I'm going to lead into because <laughs> that's just another thing that makes TPE, their expo, look right. all the better because of that time of year. And that TPE is actually coming up later this month, this month being January, I believe. I, I mean, I know it's January, but I believe it's coming up later this month. Yeah, or well, the beginning of next month. I forget the exact date. It's, it's something like that. It's a much more favorable time of year because once the orders from the show are fulfilled, you're ready to roll in the springtime. If you do. And the holiday season is over, and it's much quieter for the retailers. So it's right. less of an issue for them to take off. Right. But it, the thing is, if you're the PCA... And you've already said how big, Mike, that these shows, that these vendors are for this show. I'm astounded that they let them walk. Because at the end of the day, I would have to believe if PCA didn't want these players to walk. You give them the space for free if you have to. For Christ's sake. For Christ's sake. Right. You, you, you make it so that they can't, they, get, they can't take your show away from your show. And they let them walk. Right. And this is very much a mimicking kind of industry where, especially if the smaller brands see the bigger brands do something, it's going to be copied. It's going to be duplicated. And okay. I guarantee you, you're going to hear more guys, not, more guys, more brands not attending the PCA. I had heard of others already before this big announcement had decided to do that. I heard a lot of people Smaller thinking, I think a lot of, I've heard a lot of people thinking hard about it, reevaluating it. Right. And what they're doing is they're embracing the TPE and the TPE is making it, making themselves as an entity, very embraceable. They're doing right. what they could have done to keep their guys. They're offering benefits of all kinds for brands to present at their trade show, at their show. But my problem with, with the TPE, Mike, is a big one, I feel. And I don't feel enough people are talking about it because what, what we as an industry, as a premium cigar industry, are trying to impart on anybody that will listen, that doesn't know it yet, we are not vaping. We are, we are not different. cigarettes. We are not marijuana. We are, we are different. We, are, we should be exempt. And then here we go, outside world. We're telling you that, and we're going to a trade show side by side with all of that stuff we said we're not. Right. And I really and feel... That, a seems, big that, seems, that seems to me to be the exact opposite of the direction that the PCA went when they went down specifically to premium cigars. I mean, that, originally they were the Retail Tobacco Association, and then later on they were the you know, international pipe and cigar, and now it's just premium cigars. 
Right. So they're trying to make that distinction on their end. Right. So so that's something they did well. I mean, I, the, the, the thought behind it was well. The way it was implemented was horrid when they made that transition from IPCPR to PCA. And it was silly. And there was a leak. And there was uh, anything yeah. that could have gone wrong with that sort of thing definitely went wrong. And uh, it just to, to, it was just a fiasco. And they were already in trouble. Because I really don't care what anybody says. You don't have a name change if you don't feel the need, a very big need, to be perceived differently. And to feel the need to be perceived differently, things have to not be going great. And, and, to, me, and to me, separating us premium cigars from pipe tobacco is, is the least significant of so many other associations that there are. Right, right. Because because if cigars, if premium cigars are an obscurity to the general masses, could you imagine if they ever think of a pipe smoker, of pipe um, smoking? That's even a smaller even, not segment. Even a, not even a blip on the radar. Not not even. And to yeah, it's just, it's all very weird. It, and it's so weird that it does breed some of that conspiracy type stuff. And I don't know if you want to get into there or not. It's completely unsubstantiated stuff. A lot of it, honestly, I'm, I love a conspiracy theory, but it's, this whole thing is so cleanly explained by simple look at the bottom line mentality that I don't think really there's necessarily room for a conspiracy. Maybe leaving this show does set some other stuff in motion. It does behoove certain people more than others. But I think at the right. end of the day, it was simply just look how much we're paying. Look how much we're making. And it's got to stop. Right. Because they can make the same amount of money, as you said, sending out emails to all the retailers, giving them the same deals that they would have given them at the show, even in the same time frame if they wanted to do that. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> There's just and 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 to be fair, I say that PCA hasn't kept up with the times, hasn't stayed ahead of the curve. In all honesty, I'm not sure what they could have done. I mean, well, I know I, they could have done anything not to let these guys walk, but as right. far as being more ahead of the curve, more out there, more up to date, more cutting edge, there's not a lot that I could see anyway that they could have done differently because what are they going to do? Um, destroy everyone's internet access right. so that they could only go through them. Right. Uh, right. But you, and, also and they, have, you also have to realize there was a big distinction between PCA and TPE. PCA is a retail cigar sales organization that has a trade show. TPE right. is just a trade show. Nothing else. There's no organization. There's no group that does anything. It's just somebody running a trade show. Exactly. The other one from PCA is part of this giant association that all the retailers allegedly belong to or need right. to belong to. And, and they go to bat for the industry. And right. they don't, while they have far from a sterling record in those at-bats, it's not nothing. That is important. 
that is important to have somebody there that at least tries to protect the rights of smokers, of the brand owners, of the factories, at least tries to write some stuff. Right. You're right. That's, that's an excellent that's, point, though. TPE where, has nothing. They're, they have no. They have no structure for that. There's nothing it's not, there. It's not really even a a tobacco group that runs it. It's just a a group that runs these kind of events. Right. Right. So it's not a replace. We're not looking at a replacement. We're looking at a potential replacement as far as the trade show. But it's not a clean moving over to TPE to get everything you would get from PCA. Right. That being said, PCA, like I, like I already said, they don't exactly have a stellar win-loss record with stuff. And right. maybe if they did, this wouldn't be happening. But then again, how would they? It gets back to what would they be doing different? If I say somebody's doing something wrong, if I say the organization is performing poorly, I don't feel really great in doing that without telling them, without saying what how they done. could be. Exactly. Otherwise, I'm just being a dick. Right. And I don't necessarily like doing that. Don't be but, a dick. Though, yeah, it, it should be rule number one, maybe two, you know. But I don't, it's what would, it, it, could you think of anything? Because I've thought about this. I mean, with, with legislature, legislature is nothing but putting in writing the societal norms of that time. No legislature. The alleged gets, norms. The alleged norms, which really comes down to the loudest voices, whether they're minority or majority. These are Correct. not being voted upon necessarily, not in a way that would look familiar to anybody, say, voting for their city mayor. So how do you change? It's an upswim. It's an it's an upstream swim for the whole industry then. Right. Because because well, especially we're gross. We're so killing people. They also fell so far behind because it took a long time before they started to react. That's a thing to look at. That's a thing to look at. They, they, when the curve started curving, they weren't. So, of course, the curve is going to get out ahead of them. And it's just... And, and it's, it's a big organization, PCA, back then, IPCPR, maybe even further back to its previous incarnation. RTDTA? Sure, R2D2. And it... it, it it, while it's huge to us as smokers, as people in the cigar industry, even if it's just in the media aspect, it's big to us, but it's a very small thing to anybody else. And with that size, they should have been much more quick to react. Like myself, Kaplowitz Media, I could turn on a dime. I could decide the next day after tomorrow... I don't want to do cigars anymore. I'm going to do iced tea. I'm, I'm going to do vapes. I'm going to turn on a dime. I could turn on a dime. Half wheel, they couldn't quite, I would imagine, turn that quickly. They couldn't change their course that they have plotted out that quickly. They're larger. But right. PCA is a small organization. Let's not kid ourselves. They could have turned stuff quick. They could have seen that curve coming up and gone out ahead of it. And they didn't, and it kept curving, and they kept not curving with it. And like you said, they didn't keep up. And now how do you dig yourself 
A out of a hole, and they how do you – go ahead. And how do you get ahead of it? And how do you get ahead of it? And all this in the face of everybody thinking we're just like cigarettes, we're just like vape, we're killing everybody. You smoke a cigar and you drop dead immediately. Not only that, but our secondhand smoke is, you know, every time you light up a cigar, Al Gore coughs. It doesn't matter where he is. He could be on his jet. But we have such a bad reputation. And a lot of that, again, it's societal. It is what it is. It started with anti-tobacco movements that had a lot more money and a lot more ears than the the tobacco, any tobacco group, including the, you want to talk big, Philip Morris cigarettes. Right. They couldn't keep up with what was going on. It still amazes me that the bans on flavored tobacco have actually reached Newport and Cool. They're outlawing the, the, the menthols as well. Yep. Those guys are so big. How did they let that happen? Because it might be unavoidable. It might uh, you tell it, it cool it, it cool, but Newport I mean I think I want to say Newport is bigger than cool, but cool is here. I mean, we're talking right. so much more money. So much more money than right. even like a, a, a Drew Estate when you you know correlate that to a flavored cigar. So Swisher. It, Swisher. You, when you, which goes even further. But anyway, right. it, it's just, so what is it? It's, it's just, we're going to lose every battle. We're looking at a, anything up to prohibition. And the ship, the ship is sinking. Because our, you could say CRA is big with us, but really it's PCA. That's our biggest thing. Right. Our our biggest supporter, our biggest business partner, our biggest entity involved in what it is we do, and the ship is sinking. And it's not yeah. like CRA was any more successful with fighting these legislative, these bills, this this these laws, these bans. Um, internet sales is next on the chopping block. I, I mean, it's. It's bad. Yep. So, so what do you do? If you're a brand, what do you do? You got to keep on doing it until you can't do it anymore. And right. I really don't know. Or do you the, just throw in the towel now? Some have. Yep. Some have. But uh, you got to keep on doing what you're doing. And maybe it's not the exact right time to make a switch and trade show. And maybe you don't have enough money in your pocket with all these things coming up and now two trade shows because TPE is less expensive, but it's still an expense. So it becomes a one or another thing and you got to jump ships if you go into that other trade show and it's already a whirlwind shitstorm. So maybe it's not the right time. So it makes sense on the bottom line because you know i pca key raises their prices their attendance is down you're making less and less money right i don't know but still do you rock the but it's it's really it's bad times it's bad yeah. times for that kind of stuff so jesus maybe i shouldn't have talked about this i just superfluous i just superficially like rattled on a couple of thoughts before i pulled you on board now i pulled you on board mike and you're here on a pop up not even a scheduled podcast 
and we're announcing the death of what we love. So thank you for coming aboard, Mike Weinstein. It's been a pleasure. God damn it. <laughs> it's too bad your wife didn't say you were busy. So anyway, back to what to expect. Once, twice a month, Mike is going to join me on Kaplowitz Radio. The other weeks, it'll just be me talking at you. And thank you for listening, gentle persons. And I think it'll work. And also on Kaplowitz Radio, we have the Disillusione de Program, which in podcast form happens the first and third Mondays of every month. In podcast, video podcast form, it happens the final Monday of each and every month. Uh, again, the Disillusione D program. I also have some, uh, some interviews with people here and there on a pop-up basis. I have one planned for tomorrow, actually, which leads me. What are you smoking, Mike? Let's talk a few more so, minutes here. So I, I have an unbanded cigar that somebody gave me to try. Very nice cigar. Um, good burn. I had, it was a little wonky. It needed a couple of touch-ups. But it's, I'm outside most of the time, so that's not so bad. Nice flavors. I'm pretty sure it's a Nicaraguan cigar. Good, good amount of spice. A um, little bit of earth. A uh, little bit of nuttiness. Good cigar. I enjoyed it. And, uh, How about so you? Are you smoking anything? Yeah, I, I well, you know I am, and you threw me a curveball, Mike, because I expect you to be smoking something else. Okay. You threw me a curve, but what I'm smoking and what made me think about this is I'm smoking the Cavalier Geneve uh, White Series, and ah. that is whom I will be interviewing tomorrow, Sebastian uh, from that company, from Cavalier Geneve. And Mike, you and I smoked one of his on air in the podcast yes, review. USA ago. exclusive. Excellent cigar. And I've reviewed the rest of the portfolio. And tomorrow I get to speak to the man himself. And I'm looking forward to that. And uh, it's, it's it, big things in 2020, Mike. Big things. Yeah. And, now, and now big things for you because you're, you're tenuously connected to me. Wow. Once or twice a month. And uh, an Illusione cigar for Kaplowitz Media, talking about 2020. I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. You, everybody, but especially <laughs> me. And I don't know if you know, Mike, but I can't, I can't say too much about this yet, but I'm writing a book. I heard I'm writing something a book. about it. Yeah. Again, can't talk about that too much, but I'm writing a book and it's about cigars and stuff. So big, Good. big, big things happening in 2020. Mike, how is welcome. The, how is the book coming? Uh, it's coming along well. Good. It's coming along well. I, I, I really am mad. Uh, I can't say too much about it. I'm trying to think of how I can say a little more without getting in trouble. But You're getting for, to stretch your writing muscles a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm stepping outside of the reviews. I'm stepping outside of even writing some thoughts down about stuff and um, translating a very interesting story is what I'm doing. And right, I think more I long say that. form stuff. Long form stuff is uh, 
it, it's developing excellently. And what it's developing into should be available for everybody well before the end of this year. So keep looking for that. And uh, 28 minutes now, Mike, I've seen no issue with the structure of this platform holding. Um, Just publicly, Mike, thank you for helping me out behind the scenes all morning long. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is good. I'm glad you could help too, man. So uh, that's what to expect. And again, this has been Kaplowitz Media, Kaplowitz Radio, www.kaplowitz.xyz. And if you do feel the need to get a hold of me, try social media, Twitter, at Kaplowitz Media. Or if it's a little longer than that, Media at mail.com. And um, no matter how you do try to get a hold of me, please allow me time to not respond. So I don't know if we'll be talking on the next episode, Mike Kaplowitz Radio 161. But if we are, I'll talk to you then. If not, it'll be 162. Okay. So um, let me know what your wife says, what the missus says. And, yep. uh, and, and uh, please forward my apologies to her on behalf of me. And uh, for for taking your time, but uh, cool. Speaking of taking your time, I've took enough. Go have fun with your cigar. I would recommend smoking I just finished it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and Good and that's it. That's it. Good timing. I'm done. All done. Thank you for listening. <laughs>